Hello and welcome to Hey, I Loved That Movie, the podcast where we rewatch the films we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. I'm Helena. And I'm Jamie. And for this episode, we watch Robots. I like this film. I've, I've seen half of it before. Yeah, I feel like I've caught a bit of it before, but I've never actually sat down and watched it. It's a great film. Yeah, I, I remember seeing this when I was younger. Um, I can't remember exactly when this came out. It was early 2000s, I guess. 2005, I think. 2005. Yeah, so I would have been pretty, pretty young, like in secondary school, I guess. And I remember liking it. And um, when I went back to watch it, I wasn't sure if it was going to be like one of those hidden gem type films where it turned out to be that it was really good and it's just underappreciated. And um, I, I don't know, I guess if it's a gem, it's probably one of those kind of like imitation ones that's made of glass or something. So, you, hmm. you know, it's respectable, but how, kind of cheap, you know. How dare you? <laughs> how, actually, how dare you? This is a great film. I wouldn't describe it as a hidden gem. No, uh, no, no I, I wouldn't even want to watch. Obviously a gem. Everyone should know this film. I did like just how ridiculous all of the robot jokes are and just how yeah. how much they lean into this is clearly for the adults too. Yeah. Like literally one of the first bits is that this robot's being born and they're like, don't worry, making the baby is the fun part and they've just got a box that they've got to build it out. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't get that. Though. Like, why do you build a robot baby? I mean, I, I get it's there just for the visual gag, but like, what's the point of building a robot baby? It's just, it's like, robot of Theseus and they just replace all the bits over time until you've got an adult but just yeah, build that, an adult you know that happens to the human body that happens to our bodies as well everything gradually falls off yeah, of you and grows Jamie, back why, why did you have a baby when you could have just had a fully grown adult I mean that is a good point that would have been a lot easier I don't think it would have been as easy on page <laughs> that is true that is true <laughs> um, it reminded me of a um, a book and a joke coincidentally that confused me a lot as a kid um, when I started heading towards puberty, I think when I was about seven or eight, my parents got me a book called Hair in Funny Places. I don't know if you guys got given the same one. No. I didn't, but I feel like I've heard of that yeah, kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and it goes through the whole, like, this is what happens to you during puberty. Like, your bits get bigger, they get a bit furry, girls start bleeding, boys might start having other stuff going on. I must have glossed over that bit in my mind. And... um. And then at the end, it said, then then your parents met. And then the last line is like, and then they made you. And my dad always went, oh, they left out the fun part. And I'd always be like, <laughs> oh what does that mean? <laughs> oh, that's a solid joke. Uh, and yeah, uh, it took me a long time to be like, god damn it. My dad was talking about sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Michael, was this one of your like favourites then when it came out? No, I just watched it a lot. <laughs> Like it's, it oh, sounds like, it's no, very we, cute and very visually pleasing. We had it on DVD, I think. I just kind of liked it, so I kept watching. Like the stupid jokes in it. I'm a big fan of this kind of humor. I think. It, yeah, I think it has a lot of really of good dumb. visual gags, and the gags do hang together really well. So I, I think like that that was definitely appealing, and that's what I liked when I was a kid. But I, I think you need a bit more than just a string of gags coming together. The cutting jab into modern day capitalism, and I will stand by. That this film is one of the only true representations of the cyberpunk genre. No, <laughs> I will stand by that. <laughs> I, I was taking I was a lot of critiques out of this, but I didn't know how much of it was intentional because this doesn't seem like a film where too much thought was put into the nuance of the symbolism. 
I think quite a lot. I think it went. This went through like quite a few rewrites. I think. I think it's quite deliberately anti-capitalist. Oh yeah, for <laughs> I don't sure. think it's an accident. Yeah, because well, I mean, yeah, the, no, the thing that kind of struck me is like this is a bit like Cars in the sense that the the world and the setting only holds together for exactly as long as it needs to for the purpose of the film. Yeah. Um, and it's yeah. it's ridiculous if you think about it in too much detail, but like the kind of stuff the story was was about. Um, it kind of just left me thinking where's the government is there a robot government like you know someone that will step in and no. stop soulless corporations from literally grinding up the poor and melting them down for parts no nope. <laughs> no they're the same thing yeah it's, it's like the government <laughs> is just this this one mega corporation that apparently has it a very very low low value on life yeah because well yeah because one of them says like the evil mum robot says uh first the corporation then the city says you can call it Ratchet City. So yeah, no, it is it is governed by companies, which is what is that called when something is governed by industry? Uh, I suppose you could call it a corporocracy or just corporocracy. Yeah, capitalism and, and like anarcho capitalism <laughs> or something. I don't know. Yeah, that's that's what this film is about. <laughs> and like, I don't care if it, I think it's deliberate because this went through like eight rewrite versions before it got to this. Maybe there think... was a government and they were like, that was adding to a layer of, um, <laughs> like a layer of complexity. That, to that, it. That, didn't yeah, need. just didn't really, they didn't need in the end. Yeah. Yeah. For a, for a kids' film, they were like, hmm, we better not go fully into like the trade regulations and stuff. <laughs> and they had, they, I don't know, like an announcement from like a Tony Blair bot or a Bush. Was it Bush Well, there were yeah, police cars. Are... There were police cars. There were those, um, the giant wheels with the electromagnets um, had the little flashing. No, those, light, those were like I... security bots yeah. that were cleaning the streets to get parts for. No, 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 no. no, no. no. There, there were like there were actual um, like when when he was trespassing on um, the corporate campus, like this giant wheel turns up and like electromagnets him and like, drops him on the pavement. And I wasn't sure if they were supposed to be like the police, police, or just like corporate no, security. Yeah. They were like more like private yeah, security, security um, private. Because there police. are no police because it is owned by a single company. Well, it seems to be owned by a single bloke. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And it's like, well, it's fine when it's a. If it demonstrates that, like, it's fine when it's a good bloke. Mm. Yeah, and <laughs> but this it's was not when it's a baddie. Exactly, exactly. This was one of the the areas where I wasn't sure if there was a bit of um, like unintended symbolism going on because, um, like, the the whole like criticism of like corporate bad guy is bad is is pretty superficial and like worn on the sleeve. But at the same time, it's also making the the case that um, change only comes through great men. So uh, first you have the great man, Big World, and the world is good. And then you have the, uh, the great man, Ratchet, and he's bad man, so things are bad. And then uh, Rodney turns up, who is also a great man, but he's a good great man, so things are good again. Uh, so like nothing happens through like any kind of collective action or you know, like the robots rising up. They own, all this stuff only happens what? because Rodney yeah, turns up and rises up. It truly is. Yeah, but only, <laughs> because, only because a great man turns up and rounds them up and forces them to do stuff. It, it, like none of it is spontaneous them. or collective. He encourages them. Yeah, he gives them the ability to. But it, they, it's... they they're cut off from their from their supply of parts, their healthcare. He provides healthcare slash parts, gets them well enough for them to then to rebel. But I mean, at the same time, until Rodney turns up, you know this this great and mythical leader, 
uh, all of the poor robots that are dying from the parts, like lack of parts, they're literally so cannibalizing. Literally them when he arrived, that they started, they they, they discontinued the parts. Mm. Yeah, like that. I mean, he. Yeah, he but was I imagine like him. If he if he never if he wasn't there if he didn't exist yeah, then if, he, if we didn't have a main character it would have been a <laughs> shit film. That, I mean that's true yeah. as well. Yeah. <laughs> if you have a corporation where the goal is to destroy the people and the people are made out of robot parts, what's the first come the and you assumedly make all of the parts that these people need to live? What's the first group that you get rid of? It's the robots built for mechanics. Hmm. Get rid of the mechanics. Get rid of the buildings. Yeah, take the which pa- yeah, they did. Take away from the 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 means of construction. Yeah, which they did. Although I, I have, um, like, thinking of building robots, I have, a, I have a question about story. what counts as life in this film as well. Yes, because no, that was my yes, first question. No. Yeah. And this is where it immediately the logic falls apart. Of the film what is life and what does what is grease? Because they sort of imply that it's blood at the end of the film, but at the start, they pretty, use it like coffee. Like, they kind of use it as like coffee slash yeah. washing themselves in it. Anyway, yeah, life. He makes a little doodad. Hmm. Yeah, is like, it a child? Is it a dog? Is it is like it a... Frankenstein's monster? How does he yeah. make life? Well, considering you make you physically make baby robots, I assume life comes. Life is literally a, a creation in there. Life isn't. But isn't a. a but a when thing. does yeah, life? It, it, it also raises other kind of like weird ethical questions about the robots verse as well, though. Like. Um, uh, when when you first get to see the um, like the big world boardroom. And all of the other directors around the table are kind of like these um, sycophantic yes men, but they all look identical. They're they're little spheres that look like mini big worlds. And it made me wonder: are, yeah. are these like custom built corporate drones as like a corporate ruling caste system, or is this like I mean, a uniform like, where they've uh, had to body mod themselves to look like the CEO? <laughs> I I assume it's body mods because yeah, like, and like fashion even... trends. Like these guys all want to look like each other. Yeah. And because even like the because the main boss, the Ratchet, is like he is he isn't naturally shiny. No, those no. are mod. Those are mod. So I assume it's just mods. They just try to follow whoever you can decide yeah. at at some point in your life. Like you know what, I'm done with yeah. legs. Stairs, not <laughs> you... my issue. Bulls are I'm where is that? I'm gonna be a round boy. You can decide if you want to have the biggest ass any robot has ever. <laughs> Which yeah, I like to. I like the idea that she decided that. She chose that. <laughs> Jennifer Coolidge shows that. Yes, yeah, speaking yeah. of cast members, what a yeah. cast. I didn't yes. realise that. I thought this was just voiced by like professional voice actors. No. Well, you, you see, um, Rodney being voiced by um, uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi Kroger? means that's why he built the flying robot, because he is, he is just compelled to seek out the high ground. So Yeah, he just can't. Hmm. <laughs> so who else is in this? Because it is a lot. Amanda Bynes is the girl Amanda with bunches. Bynes is Piper. Uh, uh, Robin Williams is in this yeah, as the, the red dude. crazy photographer guy. Yeah, and I say photographer. That's what he is at first. Bender. He's just kind of a there man. He's a scavenger. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Halle Berry Bender. is the main girl. Oh fuck! It was Halle Berry, wasn't it? And then Mel Brooks is Big World. Oh, this film's great. <laughs> <laughs> I I want to go through the story, but I don't know. I I feel like we need to talk about the fucking. Capitalist, anti-capitalist background first. Yeah, the the I mean, the basics of the story is that it's been taken over by a corporation that's going to scrap all the smaller robots, no. and so he makes them rebel. The corporation, so the corporation's always been in charge. Yeah, uh, yeah, Big it's World just been taken industries. over by. Yeah, they got rid of. Not Big yeah, World. Big World's Big not World. been seen for ages for like the last two years. 
and it suddenly the company that he ran has become very very corporate and very much in instead of it being about supporting robots and letting every robot sort of be the best version of themselves it was like supporting creativity it was like uh no we want to make money yeah, so convince like robots that they need yeah. upgrades, not because they do, but because it, it's it's sort of shaming like the whole. I mean, at the time it was like you know the special K diet, like everyone's got to be bikini ready, like buy our ship to, because you feel bad about yourselves, and this might help yeah. you be less of a shit. Yeah, it's pretty crazy to think that robots was like antibody shaming. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, like yeah, it the, is. And the the upgraded. Robots are like the perfect body shape, and everyone else is kind of funky. Yeah, yeah. Everyone else is a bit, a bit janky. They're just the most efficient they can be. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, no. So Big World, when he was in charge, well, Big World was when he was in charge. It was very like open door. Everyone's allowed in to be, come and talk about your intentions. Other guy took over, said no, closing that. Although he didn't properly take over, he just kind of hid Big World away. Yeah, I definitely got this missed. I, I reinvented this in my head. I always thought that um, Ratchet had like imprisoned him in Prison Big World, not like basically sucked all the life and hope out of him and made yeah. him think that he doesn't really need to do anything, like he's not worth doing anything anymore. I always thought it was like Big World was under a lot more duress and a lot more threat than he actually was. But yeah, in general, he's just kind of sad and at home. Yeah, that that was my recollection as well. I I think like we've probably just like Mandela affected this, where we both had this um, recollection that Big World wasn't actually a completely shit robot when really he he is pretty bad. Really let the side down. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I also imagined that, um, which I think might have been a more interesting and slightly more evil film, was that rather than you know how they had the the closed door policy at the um, for the inventors. Hmm. where it was like no go away he doesn't want to see you anymore i thought that it was still open door but actually what happens is that they were then um basically abusing the inventors so like making them like forcing them to then come up with more and more stuff for capitalism and like sucking their and like their like imaginations dry or whatever yeah um, it... <laughs> but yeah they don't they just don't it's just not a thing in the film and i was like oh i <laughs> fully made that bit up in my head <laughs> The the yeah, other right. thing that I think is is um, interesting as well is like Cappy the um, the the lady that's in the boardroom is Ali Berry. yeah yeah she she's kind of like portrayed as the voice of morality in the corporate structure yeah. but the thing is when they break into the Big World Ball and then get chucked out um, they're like well take us to Big World and it turns out she actually knows where he is so yeah. she's seen all this terrible stuff that's happened hasn't done anything to rectify it hasn't gone to Big World directly to try and fix things. Um, like suddenly that recasts her character as being much more culpable than I initially remembered. Yeah, but I mean, what is that's the thing, isn't it? When you have someone that you massively respect and think is like one of the best people ever and they say, I'm not going to do something anymore, you think, oh, God, okay, they obviously can't for whatever reason. Like, it takes someone not accepting that as an excuse. But, I mean, yeah, maybe she should have, but at the same time, that's a hell of a lot of pressure. And then it's, you know, she's not okay with what the new guy's doing. But at the same time, it he only really ups... Once he does up the ante, she does really try, I guess. But not without a lot of support from the others. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah. I think if Big Well had said that he wanted to step down 
I imagine she'd probably yeah, like you said, she wouldn't she wouldn't want to interfere, would she? You can't be like, no, you have to keep going forever and ever. We need you, but it's, especially if like the the person that took over isn't immediately malicious. Yeah, which it doesn't sound like he was. He sounds like he'd sort of been he stealthily started yeah, introduced. Although that that does raise another upgrade. question, actually. Like you you mentioned, you don't want to necessarily force someone to do that forever, but do robots age? I mean, like obviously their parts wear out. And yeah, stuff, yeah, but their as long parts as you're... seem to wear out. Yeah, yeah, their parts wear out and they age. I mean, Copper Bottom ages. They made him. They added parts to him, made him bigger. Yeah, but they they were like, so you, like you grow up, up, but then you. That was an intentional yeah, I think choice. It was more like you can just have uh, get to the point where you need more parts than you can get hold of. But I think the yeah. it it's not clear, is it? In the same no. way, it's not clear at what point you would die. As well is like okay, so if you don't get that when part, you're discontinued, um, yeah. But also, like, is your consciousness just in one area, or like, could you survive as just a yeah, head? Yeah, like, could you put that yeah. head on another robot body? Yeah, because that's what Fender. Like yeah, Fender uh, he he does do that, doesn't it? Because his neck breaks and uh, his body has a consciousness of its own because he's, he keeps telling it off because it's being clumsy and kicking his head around and stuff. Yeah, and he needs that like neck part to like connect the two. And his two arms arm wrestle, which is brilliant. Yes, um, I like that scene. <laughs> really joke. I assume that the head controls has like the main like center brain personality soul bit, and each individual part has its own. Oh like, my god! I've just realised something that is taken over. Yeah. That is like overridden by the main brain. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mikey, you saying that has just given me um, like a, a moment of inspiration. I I know what robots is now. So people have speculated that Cars is like a post-apocalypse. I think robots is a post-apocalypse as well, but the robots are um, mechanised octopuses because they have exactly the same thing where all of their <laughs> arms have their own brains and it's just like centrally coordinated, but they can fuck yeah. off and do their own thing. Robots are I mean, octopuses. It was really, Wasn't that a Doctor Who episode? Of, um, oh, I don't know, probably. <laughs> I, I was thinking, Jamie, you know that book we read, uh, Sea of Rust, like that kind of thing where it's mm. like... Oh, you've got to, it post apocalypse. You've got to get your parts, and if the parts aren't there, then you kind of screwed. <laughs> like, yeah, that's exactly it. That's exactly yeah. the storyline to the children's films. But then robots. it's like, so if they can use any part, why is his dad gonna die if he doesn't get the parts for his specific model? Or is it that he can't Unless get any? Maybe parts? they're not compatible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah. I think he was probably just they... in uh, like a hard water area that the life scale was building up a bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was a dishwasher after all. Yeah, if you have. I guess there are certain mo- certain things that can't be changed, like certain core pieces. Yeah. Um, or the company that made his parts decided that, because again, the baseline like idea of cyberpunk isn't like corporation evil, uh, you get cool robot parts, it's corporations will slowly introduce robot parts to you and then make them defunct to control you. Yeah. That is the core idea of cyberpunk. That is exactly what is happening in this <laughs> film. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I want suppose... to get an Apple brain and then it not be supported after two years. Well, I, I suppose in this case, it's more like if you part. if you don't buy um, the latest iBrain, um, Apple's corporate hit squad will come around and execute you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you into the recycling yeah. machine. Yeah. Yeah. Which, like, uh, to be fair, there might just be normal deaths, otherwise, like going out of date and dying normally, but the junk thing the the like the evil ratchet mom uh chop yard chop shop is the thing that's robot the like things eating people yeah 
and taking them to the chop shop. That's her doing. That's not normal. That's not a normal death. They don't have them in like the weird side towns. Mm. Yeah, there's, there's one in every every town. <laughs> you just didn't see. That's the big city's problem. Yeah, I wasn't sure. Like, is she is she picking up corpses or is she yeah. like picking up just like the bits? Because like we see bits fall off and fall out of people quite regularly in this show. I, both. Well, I mean, like Fender's saying that if like as soon as you're an outlaw, so like as soon as you're out of date, then the the things go for you. And like you see a couple of times, the street sweepers like looking looking at him, like giving him the side eye, like you're going in my belly in a minute. So I, I reckon they are hoovering people up off the street. And then they're going, yeah. but then when That's they're going through parts, the it's like, are they rifling through corpses? Yes. Mm. Yeah, but that's that's yes. the other thing. Like when There's we were talking about um, like the whole body modding side, like is this just like their their personal choice? They're they're refitting their their bodies to fill a particular role, or is this like a robot yeah. car system? You've got the workers at the chop shop. No, I think it's. I mean, what's going on yeah. there? So I think I they're think, slaves. I, this is yeah. LA. You're getting all the perfect, nice-looking people, and they're killing the homeless. Yeah, I think. <laughs> I think that's it not is exclusive like... to LA, but yeah. Yeah, it, it, it no. turns out the robots are made of toilet paper. I hmm. think it, it's, it is deliberately that way. Where like before, let, let's say Copper, the Big World is the only company making robot parts, which seems to be what is happening. Yeah. Big World's idea was he would keep everyone going. He'd keep making parts for everyone, which isn't financially stable which is why the Ratchet kind of stepped in and was like, we can make everyone pay whatever we want because we will just make everyone else defunct and they have to upgrade. That's his plan. So yeah, I assume before he took over and you had to upgrade that you could respec your body to be what you wanted to do. Yeah. Or what you had to do. Yeah, and like the dad said that he got respec'd as a dishwasher yeah. when he needed to he start wanted making to money. Be, because he wanted to be a jazz uh, musician. Yeah, like Rodney turns all of his friends into what battle bots when he needs to, so... yeah. What are robots eating? Nuts oil. and bolts, wasn't it? They go to like a and diner oil. and it's, yeah. Uh, and, and also yeah, their blood slash coffee. This is very much a gingerbread man in a gingerbread house situation. <laughs> yeah, like cars, <laughs> as soon as you start thinking, you're like, mm, well, oh, yeah. that's fucked. You, you can't. Yeah, when you're not like, this is logic. a kid's film with robots and it's nice and shiny and it has really nice smooth animation, mm. like the bits where mm. they're in the little roller coaster thing, I'm like, this looks uh, really yeah. cool. Yeah, uh, those are my favourite scenes. The basically, like, it really scratches that marble run itch for me yeah <laughs> yeah although i will say that their public transport is about as hellish Terrifying. as it is in reality so for different yeah. reasons but, but it, you know this this is blue sky blue sky made ice age mm. yeah uh, and avoided humans <laughs> <laughs> we'll go back to that they avoid you this was their second feature film no humans i mean they, they're more that. i'd argue they're more human than they are animal but they're humanoid, but yeah. remember the feature, the face, the specific. Yeah, you can forgive a lot of the human. like the faces in this look deliberately like robotic well, yeah. rather than an Ice Age nightmarish. But they were just yeah, they're flat. They look more human in this than in Ice Age. Definitely, <laughs> yeah. we should probably expect. So the story follows Rodney Copperbottom, which is a great great name. robot name. Uh, who grows up in an outside of uh, in like small town, wants to be an inventor, keeps hearing Big World. What's his name? Big World say, like, be an inventor, come down to our industry, we'll talk to you, we'll take you in. Yeah, he was like, I'll listen See to Eve. any idea, I'll listen to every idea, basically. Yeah. See a need, very socialist. Yeah. Um, see a need, fill a need, be the best. What's, it, what's his slogan? Other than see a need, fill a need, um, is it so we can build the best you? Be it was like be the best you can be or something. But it was really cool. And yeah, then he goes off. His dad's a dishwasher. He tries to build a robot to help him 
um, with the dishwashing. He realizes it's fucked. His bo- his dad's boss is mean to him in like the worst way. Oh, it's you can shine no matter what you're made of. Aww, That's yeah. it. Uh, so he goes off to the big city. Yeah, he's like, I'm going to be where... an inventor and I'm going to make lots of money and I'm going to pay back my dad's boss for trashing the dishwashing room. Yeah. Because the bot, the bot that he makes is is pretty fantastic, yeah. but it gets shy and when it gets shy, it fucks up. Yeah. I mean, that's relatable. It's really sweet. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah performance yeah. anxiety bot. Um, yeah, then he gets to the city, finds Fender, who is uh, Robin Williams. Yes. Yeah. I'd say a low-level con uh, artist. Well, it was yeah, he's quite skeezy uh, at the start, and then it's kind of like that bit forgotten. Skeezy throughout. Yeah, oh, yeah I suppose. He tries to steal Copper Bottom's foot. I did like the bit where they're in the um, like public transport thing, and he's like, "Oh, I remember before they had this giant hammer. Oh, they bought it back." <laughs> oh, the best line in that whole thing is, "Don't worry, I know this little at the back of my hand." Well, that's new. Yeah. I remember that being like everyone's favourite joke at school. That's so funny though, that's why. Because <laughs> it's funny. It is great. Like just so many, so many like jokes. every other line in this is essentially just a dumb joke or ridiculous yeah. pun. Yeah. You can... yeah it's, it's not quippy, but it is It is very punny. Yeah. It's a lot, yeah, it's a lot of little individual jokes that aren't necessarily between two people, they're just sort of in the world. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but yeah, they go to the company, uh, the guy, the little robot at the door, which, by the way, I think has an awful life, because I don't think he can move from that. Uh, that's that's Tim. No, yeah, he can. He, he, he does have legs, because um, he gets tipped out of the, the little uh, oh, yeah, cup does. holder thing at one point, and he has tiny little legs that are wiggling in the air. Uh, yes. but yeah, Tim is just a giant dickbag, though. I think he fully deserves whatever purgatory he, he exists in. He's very funny, though. <laughs> Yes, he's very funny, but very cruel. Yeah, he's very funny. Because he, he messes um, about with the door, and he's like, oh, uh, he's like, oh, I'm here to see Big Rod. He's like, oh, okay, yeah, yeah, of course, let me just get the yeah, gate. In. But to be fair, Rodney does sort of sass him at the start. He's like, isn't the yeah. gate supposed to always be open, bitch? He didn't say bitch, yeah, but you know, the tone, tonally. It, it's <laughs> like, kind of like um, anyone that's worked in retail where someone comes up with a barcode that won't scan, and they're like, so does that mean it's free? Like, yeah, and you're like, kill me now. But yeah, he has the power to fuck with you. <laughs> Unlike yeah. people that work in retail, this man has the power to fuck with you. Yeah, it would be like if if, if someone in retail said, "Yes, take it," and then you got arrested. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great! That's a great idea. And like, <laughs> You're banned from the store. <laughs> oh, that's such a cl- that's such a power move. <laughs> working in retail, that is a power. They move. said it was free. Yeah. Did you? No. Sure. Well, no, you, don't you said it was free, sir. And then you ran off with it. Uh, yeah. Then we meet... Uh, well, you meet Fender again after Rodney's kicked out and Fender's stealing his foot. Uh, which has a good yeah, joke. Yeah, Rod- Rodney like... gets, like, magnetised as well because he ends up on one of the, the big yes. ro- um, robot he, things he and there's just hair. this stuff flying. Well, he, well, he tries to... When, when, when he's finally, like, he, oh, he's not going to be let in um, through the front door, he, like, climbs his way up and then accidentally crashes into the boardroom. Yep. And then gets ejected okay. and magnetised, which was a very funny scene. Yeah, the clown hair. Uh, yeah. I liked it when it was punk hair as well. It did a whole... And I liked it when it was a beard, because it was... I felt like it was like, oh, he's growing up. But... but yeah, because it was like iron filings, but then like things were getting bigger and bigger that were following him. Yeah, then he met up with Fender, who was stealing his foot. Which has the great joke is, even 
It might look like because I'm. It might look like I'm getting smaller and smaller. It's because I'm running away. <laughs> Great line. Yeah, it makes me wonder. Like, did they just let Robin Williams go with it? A hundred percent. Yeah, like his lines, 100%. Aladdin style. A hundred percent, they did. Oh, I'm trying to say so we meet his friend. We meet Fender's friends, who are just a bunch of scavengers. And they we live with Piper. Aunt Fanny. Yeah, we have Piper. You have a big robot. We I can't remember his name. You have the hypochondriac robot and a dog robot, a robot that doesn't have a voice box. Yeah, the um, yeah, the green robot. I really feel like had a bigger part that was cut because they're just not really in it. Yeah, it feels like. A lot was cut out. Uh, but we meet Aunt Fanny, who is... Nothing who owned... been cut out of her. Nope. <laughs> she had actually, no, in the English version, she was called Aunt Fan. Was she? Because of what Fanny means in England. Yeah. In, in English. In British. Uh, that, got, like, that got changed. Um, yeah, I'm surprised it wasn't just Aunt Booty or something. They make that joke. They make that yeah, joke. Where he says, like, we can't call her Aunt Booty. Because <laughs> Aunt Fanny... As a dumb truck of an ass. <laughs> she is more <laughs> arse than anything uh, did, else. Did yeah. you know that on the DVD there was actually a bonus film that was included that was um, Aunt Fanny's Tour of Booty, which was like a short short animated film that goes with it? <laughs> I have definitely seen that. I remember that now you said it. <laughs> it sounds like it's like she's, she's going to be, you know, going to war. <laughs> yeah, she might be. But voiced by Jennifer Coolidge, incredible. Uh, who throughout the like all the recordings of her sounds kind of lost. Oh yeah. Jennifer <laughs> just kind of sounds lost and that's perfect. She has the kind of spaced out ditzy but very nice. Yeah. Kind of helpful and like she said like she does she's very socialist as well because when yeah. uh Rodney comes and is like I need a place to stay she's like oh well see a need fill a need. <laughs> oh yeah, she's got the hots for big ones. And oh oh yeah. He's got a lot of, that's a lot of robot. <laughs> I, I did think the scene where um, Fender was showing Rodney how to do like armpit farts was quite funny, and then uh, Aunt Fanny just lets one rip, and it's bad enough that it kills a street light that's outside. <laughs> and, like, the, the, the next day, the next scene, there's like a chalk outline around where the street light used to be. <laughs> yeah, that was that was a good bit. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that, yeah. Are the street lights alive? Is like are some people's lives to just be street lights? Yes. If you think that's bad, the toilet was a robot. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like the robots shit in robots. One that really set me off as well is when uh, he's calling home to say that he's going to be coming back. Um, the the phone is alive and comments on his conversation is like, "Your father loves you very much," and then tries to sell him a phone package. And I'm just thinking, like, just like one, the horror of that being your life, but two, just the pure invasion of privacy and the like, the monetization and the commercialization of everything. <laughs> dystopia it's almost like you know when you'll say something on facebook chat and then suddenly you'll get all these targeted ads yeah yeah directly yeah yeah predicted it Uh, robots predicted yeah right again robots is the only true adaptation of a cyberpunk film it's the only true cyberpunk film and i will i will stand (laughs) by that because everything else everything else doesn't quite get it doesn't quite get that it's like it's not about company bad it's about company replacing your parts yeah company making you buy parts and then forcing you to upgrade them that's what it's about anyway it's also about dumb jokes i like that when they're at the party they order a screwdriver yeah yeah we also Um, learn that yeah so ratchet the evil boss in charge 
his mum owns a chop shop, where, which we learn about through song. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But this film isn't a musical. But and it's the one, only song in the film. There's one, like, diegetic song in it, and it's about the chop shop. Yeah, that was really surreal, because I was like, wait, is this a musical? How And, and if it's a musical, why is this the first actual yeah. song? Just that one. So did all the other songs suck, do you think? And they were like, it was mm. I think it was originally a musical. I, I'm taking it as a meta commentary of the fact that it ended up on Disney Plus. <laughs> That's very funny, actually. Watching robots on Disney Plus is very funny. <laughs> uh, I think it was originally a musical when they decided to keep that one song, I think. And five seconds of Hit Me Baby One More Time. Yep. I mean, there's a lot of pop songs in this. Yeah. There's a lot of, of needle. Not as many as Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Yeah, true. But they don't, they don't fully exploit the thir- the twenty second fair use rule. No, only sometimes, only perfectly. Oh, they they do have singing in the oil, which Robin Williams oh, yeah. performs. Yeah, performs singing in the oil. The fucking so yeah, the main story. Basically, they they need to speak to Big World. They know that Big World's going to be at this ball, the, the Big World, the Big yeah. World ball. So they're like, yeah. well, we'll break in. So they they dress all fancy, which but he's not there. He's not he's there. Not there. So that that's when they learned that they're all being forcibly upgraded. Yeah. Like everyone's going out of commission. Yeah. Um outmoded, so, I think is what they call it. Yeah. Rodney's like, he's gonna fix everyone. Yeah, it's like we that's need to go and get Big World and we need to get him to basically take back power. Well he he like looks around and says, I can you can fix people. Like he proves that you can still fix people. Yeah. Without upgrading. Which Hey, what are we doing? Right to repair? Robots predicted it. (laughs) Right to repair? And he just had the right to repair people. That's terrifying. Let's never never want to have that conversation. Well, I mean, isn't that an issue with our, you know, healthcare system being gutted and destroyed from the inside out? Um, Our right to... Yeah. My my right to maybe just rip my tooth out with a pair of pliers instead. I've done that before. It's very painful. Yeah, it was tempting, but yeah. no. It is, isn't it? <laughs> um, it really is. You hit that point, you're like, no. You're like, this pain isn't going anywhere. Mm. Uh, Let's make it worse. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, they set off a big Domino's chain in Big World's house, and it's a big they break into big, big Well, World. they break in, and they're like, oh, something's definitely going on, because they get to Big World's house, and there's newspapers everywhere. Yeah. Hmm. Like, he's not... And there's new writing. There's, like, new... Yeah. So they've not. he's him. not answered the door in like two years oh i guess he's not big world just has depression I yeah guess. that that was such a shocker for me because i was sure it had to be something more complicated than like big world lost his spark for life um no he's it's just been zest. stacking up dominoes this whole time yeah and he's yeah. just he's just been shut in and away from it all and i guess it shows that how like ratchet was so skeezy um but he did he convinced big world that it was all be okay in his hands and Big World was just like, okay, cool, now I can kind of chill out. Yeah, I, I still don't really get the whole corporate takeover angle because um, it's kind of implied that like Ratchet's mum was involved in taking Big World out. And like that's kind of why when I first started watching, I'm like, oh yeah, so he is in prison. And then Yeah, it, I, yeah, I assumed that it, it was like... He wasn't in prison, it was just kind of like chipping away at his um, like moral strength. But how did Ratchet's mum do that? Because she's like a horrifying violent monster. Heart. <laughs> yeah, maybe she and then yeah, got, yeah. cut or something. It feels it does feel like there's a piece missing to the puzzle as to why Big World is like 
why he lets the takeover happen. Yeah, because like yeah. Ratchet himself and is too like slimy and cowardly. It's not a proper, it's not a proper to... takeover, like mm. because he can just he's he, he's it's still Big World. They don't rename it. There doesn't seem to be like a legal thing in place saying that like Ratchet is the CEO mm. now and Big World well, can't take back I... power because most of the time you can't then just be like you do tend to have a no takesy backsies clause. Well, I, I assume he doesn't. Like, he doesn't officially own it yet because his mum says to him, you can have the company soon. Yeah. Like, I assume it's to build... I guess he needs to build, like, trust. He needs to keep that trust with people. Yeah. So when they introduce the upgrades, it wouldn't have been, like, an immediate uprising. Yeah. Yeah, I guess it's about, like, consolidating power before they, like, actually bump Big World off because, um, like, yeah. he's talking on the phone to his, his mum is like, I, I will kill Big World the way that I choose to, and then he turns up on the front door and he's like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Can we talk about the chop shop mum? Yeah. It, it feels like there should have been a lot more like... I'm just... She's yeah. just very evil. Yeah. She's got like um, predatory spider kind of you know, yeah, when they had but... the tiny little or like one of those big fish that has a like angler mm. fish or whatever that have a big big girl fish yeah. tiny little um male fish yeah 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 but th there's kind of like an implication that a lot has happened in the background or off screen and like it all kind of revolves around this character but we don't get any of it in the film yeah no no, not no. That. Uh, i'm gonna believe that she's the long lost sister of aunt fanny <laughs> i am so disappointed we didn't get an aunt fanny evil mum robot fight yeah that would have been yeah. good <laughs> That would have been amazing. Uh, though I like Aunt Fanny evil was pretty Monroe good. Voiced by Jim Broadbent. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I mean, Aunt Fanny was pretty good in the Chop Shop fight, though, because I I thought it was funny because oh, yeah. she was like swinging this frying pan at these little robots, missing every time, but like the back swing on the frying pan was her butt flying around and smashing all instead. So <laughs> the follow through took him out. Yeah, yeah. She she has a dangerous bum. Yeah, and she's not afraid to use it. Well, she's aware she's using. Yeah, she's... <laughs> oh man. Uh, yeah, that's pretty much like Cover Bottom returns. Uh, Big World returns. Uh, there's like a fight. Uh, to stop the chop shop and stop all of that, and then yeah, they're in the the chop shop. Yeah, Rodney uh, and um, Fender are like to to Piper and the mum like, no, you you stay safe. We're gonna go and get them and uh, get Big World sort this out. Because Big World's captured. Yeah, Big World gets captured and they're going to incinerate him. Um, so they go off to get that. And then in the background, Piper like obviously gathers up the revolutionaries. Uh, and comes charging in. Because when, they, yeah, it looks like you know the, the battle is lost. They're really outnumbered by the evil chop shoppy workers. And it's like, what's their motivation to keep working? They're just bad. <laughs> they're just evil people. They're just Nazis. Uh, it's got nothing to do with capitalism. So they weren't looking at that as a, th as a thing. Uh, but yeah, no. All of the all of the people that he fixed come to help him out. Yeah. Uh, prepared for battle. Fender has a skirt. <laughs> Fender's dressed like a Valkyrie. Yeah. Uh, I mean, that was yeah. the one bit that had very two thousand and five vibes. Is that Robin Williams' character gets a skirt and then starts acting like a woman a bit? Yeah. It it feels like. I mean, we can talk about gender in the robots universe. If yeah, you want. and I was just like, yeah, that's just another can of worms yeah, you're opening up there there's the bit guys. when rodney's growing up and he's given the like female top for a bit yeah. as well like yeah he what's... doesn't look very happy about it though <laughs> well no sex isn't a thing hmm. biological sex like sex as a thing as like a concept isn't a thing only gender is a thing in the robots universe 
I really don't. It's I mean, I'm now solution. thinking about it, but I don't want to think about how Big Wald <laughs> and um, Aunt Fanny are going to have sex. Yeah, considering no, he don't. had like not, a, a, a love pad they in the back of his, his car with like a water burning yes. candles in it, like clearly they're doing something. But yeah, it doesn't really bear thinking about just rubbing what each other it? in grease. Ugh. Yeah, because like sex, sex isn't a thing. Like the act of sex isn't a thing. And and they only... just plug into each other and yeah, like the Avatar <laughs> hair. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and yeah, it's, it's fucking, don't think too much about yeah. it. But yeah, so, no, so do you think when the, um, the Avatar Smurfs were telling uh, Jake Suli that they'd ruined their world, this is what they were talking about, you, you ruined it with the robots? <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> That's it. Uh, yeah, so yeah, they have the, the, you have the chop chop fight, fucking incredible. You have the three seconds of Britney Spears out of fucking nowhere. Yeah. It really was out of nowhere. <laughs> really out like... of nowhere. It's amazing. Because <laughs> it so, just so, ends... so Fender is just he's he's surrounded by these chop shop robots workers and he instead of fighting them, he just starts doing a dance and they all and they join in in sync. Yeah. And then he takes them all out with like a big move. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, okay. And then we're back and then it's like like nothing else had happened. We're back to other and it's like 20 seconds of Britney Spears. There's nothing else like that in the entire film. And it makes me think that there were, and then they and maybe they, they couldn't get the out. rights, or yeah. it was too expensive. And kept cutting things. This film does feel like a lot of it was cut out. Yeah. A lot of like random scenes that, Bring that out make the sense robot, together. The robot Snyder cut. Yeah. <laughs> the three-hour cut of robots. It feels like they cut a little. Is a thing when I was like looking around for interesting things about the film. Um, apparently the directors want to do like a legitimate director's cut that's inspired by the Snyder cut, and I I, I cannot even imagine what that would look like, or or just or just it. why, just why though? Because it because it'll explain the big world thing. It'll, we'll have so many. Yeah, there's got to be a better read. Why does he lose his spirit? What happened? I I assume a lot of what they cut out was really fucking dark. Yeah, and they're like, it's a kids' film. Can't do that. Yeah, like, like I'm imagining also like the slave robots in the bottom. Maybe they're like ripping out part of their right. like AI that makes them a sentient. Right. <laughs> like and like just yeah, leaving this, this... that, like just chucking all of those into one like horrible like bat, uh, bin full of souls that's just screaming. Yeah, yeah. I know. Like that. Have I have no? I have no mouth, but like I'm a scream kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah the the big Scooby Doo color. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and then it gets injected into a small dock. <laughs> yeah. I do like at the end when they wrap it up and then they take Big World to little his little town. hometown yeah. and they they're like they give the dad a, a trumpet. Yeah, he gets and two parts. boxes full of his like, parts as well. Yeah, yeah. and that yeah. just seems and like he's a like it's a fusion of jazz and funk. It's called junk. Yeah, but like just putting <laughs> someone on a stage and giving them a musical instrument and saying, "Hey, when you were a kid, you wanted to be a musician. Now play in front of this crowd." I feel like. <laughs> Was, they probably cut out more as well, like his story of wanting to be a jazz. Oh, oh, oh I loved being a jazz. He probably had a, maybe it had a flashback or something where he, they showed him like being a really good musician or something that they cut out because, yeah, a bit harsh. Yeah. But but also implied in the film because there's a scene it, during the fixing parts where they're fixing all the normal all of the outmoded robots. Uh, there's a scene where the robot that doesn't have a voice box steals an opera singer's voice box and then can s- opera sing. Yeah. So yeah. is it just a part that you get? It's implied that there's just a part you can get that then gives you that t- 
talent. Well, you'll, you'll notice skill. as well that yeah, that, it's like that in the robot, Matrix when you um, changes yeah. his personality completely with whatever voice box he has. So. Yeah. So, assumedly, like there's something in the the instrument or, or like one of the upgrades that he has. Yeah. All that got taken out when he became a, a dishwasher. It's, a, it's an extra. It's an additional part, though, rather than like it replaces a part that he's already got. Like, yeah. so the instrument, like it's it's separate to him. There's a um, a musical talent microtransaction. Uh, but then the the robot the robot that can't talk. Or, or maybe sings. like mechanical music thing uh, instruments are just real easy. Yeah. So yeah, the the robot that can't talk sings James Brown. Yeah. Oh, it's such a bizarre ending, but it's so good, and it's such a good song. And to Big end. World gets with Aunt Fanny. Yeah, obviously. Oh, there was a great joke um, about him fancying Aunt Fanny back as well. Because he's like, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna help you, and uh, I want to get to know, I, I've, I've got to get to know your aunt or something like that. And he's like, why? And he's like, well, you know, I'm a big man, and I like, and it's, <laughs> Charles Owen's like, he meant like, obviously, why, why do you want to help us now when you didn't before? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, no, they are. When I say made for each other, I mean that sort of literally. But so, logistically, uh, I don't want to think about it too much. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, I do not want to go searching for any of that on Google. I'm going to. I'm going um, to so I, I have <laughs> a few questions as well. Now that we'll recap the story, there's some random bits of trivia that I want to pick apart because, um, as we know, this is a world and a setting that really stands up to scrutiny. Um, so, you know, this isn't low-hanging fruit and a total waste of our time. But... Um, yeah. Uh, Have you listened to this podcast before? <laughs> that is entirely. That's our new slogan: low hanging fruit and a total waste of our time. Yeah, we're going to change it from one of two podcasts about movies yeah. to yeah. that um, slogan. We so, never so the question said in any recording. <laughs> it's just on the logo. It's just on the it's even like a Twitter bio. <laughs> yep. Yeah. Um, robot animals. Or just animals generally. So we we see robot pigeons, we see robot cats and dogs, um, uh-huh. but there there are a few other like random throwaway references that make me wonder: Are there real animals out there somewhere? So like Piper says, Piper rhymes like viper, and then does the whole hissy fangs thing. Uh, like, are, yeah. are there snakes, or are they just robot snakes? But then uh, during the like just before the big fight scene, Fender also says that he's made of a fradium and it tastes like chicken. And then later in the scene, he lays an egg. Like tastes like chicken. Are they are they talking about actual chicken or is chicken something completely different in robots world? Well, if we're assuming that robots is a is a capitalist dystopia that's post apocalyptic, I don't think we, we need can to assume, assume that there were. <laughs> I think we can assume that it is pretty clear throughout the film. Uh, there, that means that there were humans at some point, and maybe the idiom of it tastes like chicken, yeah, stick to stuck around. And it's also maybe. that's Robin Williams every time isn't it like yeah. his his genie was very ta- like film breaking with his references but yeah no i think i think i like to think this is post-apocalyptic all the humans are dead it's only robots run by one single company uh and yeah the idiom stuck around maybe um they don't know what because is. they're like obviously descended from octopuses maybe that's why the society is structured the way it is it's just like a corporation with its tentacles and everything Maybe that's how yeah. octopuses like their societies. Yes. Well, what other stuff have you got to low-hanging fruit you've got to waste our time with? How upset do you guys want to be? Hmm? Pardon? How upset do you guys want to be? Is it about... I mean, it's 2022. Yeah. I think we can take a lot yeah, of upset great. at this point. Because, like, <laughs> yeah. I have found something. 
Um, oh, I hope you're not sharing like Big World Port. Oh, it's not Big no, World. It's, it's not the pairing I expected. I've just seen what that link was pop up in the corner of my screen. I'm not clicking that. <laughs> huh. I don't like that reaction either. No, that's pretty bad. No, that is pretty bad. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm yeah, not gonna share this. Uh... Uh, like, we can't tweet this one, guys. No, no. Just put this in the description field no. on Spotify. It's fine. <laughs> no, this is the uh, this is the Patreon only bit. <laughs> Yeah. Is we're just gonna post robots porn that Helena found. <laughs> so, so before we go into a horrible place, what was everyone gonna give this out of ten, and did it hold up? I I think it held up. I think it held up pretty well. Um, it's still stupid. Like it was, it's as stupid as it was then. I'm just now realizing how much of a cyberpunk masterpiece it is. No, I think like seven out of ten. Like it's really funny. It's not perfect. It's a bit boring sometimes, but it's very funny. I I loved and the look of it. It's so clean. It's blue sky. Blue sky are good. They do everything. It's good. so much better than Ice Age though, with how it looks. Yeah, because it was made four years. Well, later. yeah, yeah, I know, but I'm just saying. <laughs> it's not just four characters and snow. There were there are backgrounds five. now. <laughs> and a lot of uh, like motion kind of simulations and stuff, which were all really cool. Because yeah. I imagine that wasn't all done by hand. I don't really know how don't how know good how simulations would have been at that point, though. I don't know how much it, I don't know how good like motion tracking was back then. But yeah, no, seven out of ten. I think it's funny. I like the the use of music uh, as strange as some of it is. I like the dumb jokes. Yeah, I want the I want the uh, the big the full cut and the full uh, soundtrack. Oh yeah, no, release <laughs> release the robots cut. Yeah, I, I'm inclined cut. to agree. I ha- sorry, I've got to get this this photo off my screen and yeah, okay, bye bye. Yeah. Um, um, I had a really good time watching this. I it like I'd definitely never seen the start, and that was really nice to actually watch the whole film. And yeah, the only thing that bothered me was just yeah those the the sort of more glaring just the glaring plot hole of why is Big World sad. But other than that, like it was, it was a good time. It went pretty quickly. It was a joy to watch. Um, you don't really have to think too hard watching it. And um, you don't. I really all those those like um, sort of physics reactionary uh, reactionary like um, the transport and the people falling off stuff and just missing things and going like that. Oh, that is like one of my favorite things. I loved marble runs and all and like dominoes and everything like that as a kid. And this is just fantastic for that. Like, it's so beautifully done. And it also, it's a bit pinball-y at some points, which I do like, obviously. So, yeah, I th- yeah I'd say seven um, seven out of ten big old fannies. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie, oh, we're going to know, but Jamie, what are, what are you going to give it? Sure. Um, I'm probably going to go in on the lower end. I'm going to say uh, a five or a six. And the pick? Uh... <laughs> you don't really. Uh, I'll, I'll split the difference. I'll go over 5.5. <laughs> I'll allow it. So um, the, the reason that I'd say that is because the, the, the moment-to-moment experience, like the visual gags, like the puns, the like some of the dialogue is is really good. And that's that's enjoyable and fun. But like taken as a whole, um, the entire film, it doesn't really do anything particularly fresh or original. And the characters are relatively shallow and there's lots of things that needs to be developed more for like a really... Um, kind of like satisfying experience 
And I, I don't even think it's... It's a kid's well, film. Yeah, but there are lots of kids' films that do a really, really good job of telling a fun yeah. story that still has depth to it. Um, yeah, and like, like even on like the, the symbolic level, I don't think it works as a particularly good critique of capitalism even. And the reason I say that is because it's like a, a neoliberal's dream critique of capitalism in that the way yeah. that you fix capitalism is just do capitalism better, like just make sure it's ethical instead. But yeah, uh... <laughs> yeah it should have ended with like, and we're going to uh, publicize, like publicize, um, what's it called? What's the opposite of privatizing a company? Nationalizing? Nationalizing, that's the one. We're going to nationalize big world industries and everyone's going to have shares and everyone's going to I be thought... able to vote and... But instead, it's like no that... big world's back in charge. I thought that was the implication at the end. No, well, it's no, just it's just a, big, it's, world, no, is, just big world is back Rodney in charge, and Rodney's is his right hand man. So it's, yeah, you know, it's still it's still a corporation. Corporation controls everything. It's just you know, it's yeah. the good guys that run it this time. You know, it's the good guys that are in charge of the the autocracy. I thought it was implied that they were just gonna like they're gonna re- start making the parts again, but they are. It's it's not. Yeah, it's it's not like a democracy. They don't imply that at all. Yeah, there's no structural change to society. No, I think it's like if they change their it, mind. It's back to it's kind of. It's back to them being able to be creative and build whatever they want. Yeah, I guess. And it's like I'm saying, like that's yeah. not that's not bad, but it is not democracy. It's not, and we're going to have a <laughs> we're going to have an election now to see if people actually do want big world. Yeah, but I, I suppose at the same time, expecting. Um, like the the overthrow of the corporate structure and uh, like the revolutionary establishment of the state institution is probably a bit much to expect from uh, you know visual gag kids film. <laughs> yeah, especially when half of the film is cut out. Yeah, no, it, it... <laughs> that might have been in the rest of the edit. So we're saying release the Snyder revolutionary cut, or <laughs> yes. nah, just release the robots cut. <laughs> okay, yeah. I really enjoyed this, considering I'd yeah I'd I'd seen bits of it, but I'd never seen it fully. Um, so yeah, it was it was good. Just yeah, entertaining. Loads of dumb gags, which I really enjoyed. Like yeah, the physics and everything was really cool. Story was was pretty good as well. So yeah, over I'd, I'd give this a seven out of ten times. I thought if only Big World bought Twitter. Hmm. <laughs> um. So. Oh uh, yeah. Yeah. You just start yeah. following all the big ladies on there. <laughs> like the plus, the plus side, plus size models. Yeah, that's the that's the main difference to society. Is in like five years' time, all the robots are plus sized. Hmm. <laughs> big, big world is exerting his influence on uh, society's preferences. <laughs> all the lifts at my office at work are called like BBW, and then a number, and it makes me giggle every time. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, you go lift. You are pretty big. <laughs> uh, well, with that, I've been Dan. I've been Michael. I've been Helena. I've been uh, You can find this podcast on Twitter while it still exists, and also Instagram at Hilton Pod. That's at H I L T M Pod. Uh, we're on Discord as well. If you want to hop in and. and... Please don't post robots. Yeah, th- this is assuming <laughs> that we don't get delisted for, you know, robots porn. No, we won't. We won't share the robots. Porn DM me. Got a copyright claim. On if you want the robot, if you want the robots image we were talking about, just just hit hit me up on uh, <laughs> Instagram. Message her. Oh, I'm not <laughs> Instagram. They might be a bit upset about that. Twitter. Twitter's probably yeah. Oh, yeah, what have I got cool. to lose? No, I, I don't know if that's about the tumble or not. That's kind of up in the air these days. I think. <laughs>
yeah, I don't, I'm not sure how they uh, are too happy with robot-presented nipples. So. Yeah, it's not the nipples uh, you need to worry about in that image. No. It's never the nipples you need to worry about. <laughs> anyway, we also have a Patreon where you can give us money. Yeah. And after hearing this conversation, I don't know why you would, but let's see. <laughs> really, this time, we're going to use your Patreon money to make robots for <laughs> I don't wanna. I've already seen too much and I've seen exactly one. We're gonna start a revolution. BBW robots. Yeah. Start building large robots. <laughs> okay. We're gonna build robots extra thick. And we're gonna try and give them so we're gonna work out where the sentience is. <laughs> and we're gonna make them fuck for some reason. Uh, sentience is stored in the vault. She's so good. Jennifer Coolidge is, uh, is truly an icon. Uh, yeah, I absolutely. get the feeling no one knows who that is. She's the yeah. She's the she's the hairdresser in Legally Blonde. Yeah. yeah Amongst other things, but that's how that's why I always remember her for. Because she does the bend and snap and breaks the postman's nose. Yep. Oh, we should do Legally Blonde at some point. 